JD Talking Sports, April 1st, 2017. I'm supposed to do this on March 31st, but I was watching the UConn. Ups- I, I'm, 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 I'm speechless. Un- <laughs> I saw that last shot go up by Morgan William, and I was like, you know, I didn't feel they deserved to win. And I'm talking about UConn. UConn was down, I think they were down, they were down 29, they were down 14 points in the first half, got it to eight in the first half, which was their biggest deficit. They're now 0-6 in overtime games. Their three closest games all happened this year. They're on a 111-game win streak. She asked me, Carol asked me, if I could compare the team last year to this year. They had, they had Brianna Stewart. They had Morgan Tuck. They had, they had Jefferson. Right? I mean, they just had superstars in that team. They had great, great, great players. And this was a bunch of players that had, this was the first time ever doing this. And you never thought they were going to, I mean, they were up by three at the end of the fourth, and I thought they were going to put away, and they just didn't. And that shot in overtime, Good God. And that was after Samuelson got fouled. They called a, they called a flagrant. So she got two, two free throws and they got down. And who, who, someone didn't get, who didn't get the, was it, who didn't get the good shot off? Yeah, Chung did not get that shot off. She was going through the, like, and they were throwing passes in, in, uh, into the box and you were just like, um, they were getting passes intercepted, UConn. They had nine turnovers in the first half. Yeah, I'm looking at the team stats. Yeah, they only took 18 shots in the first half. They only shot 43%. 7 15 on threes, UConn. I mean, they got out-rebound. They had 17 turnovers to 14 for Mississippi State. Three-pointers. Yeah, I mean, Wow. Unbelievable, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and and that wasn't even the championship game. That was the first Final Four, and then he had South Carolina, which was down nine at the half to to Stanford, and Samuelson's sister ends up she twisted her ankle. Carly Samuelson twisted her ankle. She had no points, and she was non-factor second half. They couldn't hit anything. Second half, South Carolina outscores them 42-24. And South Carolina is now going to play Mississippi State in an all-SEC final. And Asia Wilson, 13 points, 19 rebounds, a career high, four assists, two steals, three blocks. Alicia Gray had 18 points to lead South Carolina. I love Dawn Staley. I am rooting for Dawn Staley. Tara Vanderveer, she'd been 0-2 against Staley. She beat her, beat her for the first time. I, 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 did anybody, everybody thought, you know, hey, UConn was going to come in. UConn beat Mississippi State by 60 points last year, 98-38 in the Sweet 16. 98-38. I mean, holy shit. Wow. I mean, you know, I remember when I watched the Tyson loss to Buster Douglas. I remember where I was, and I wanted to go to bed tonight. I was like, all right, I'll watch some of the game and they'll blow them out first half and I'll do my show. And then I kept watching because I was like, you know what? I talked to Carol, we're watching. Some- I said, something's going to happen here. I'm going to stay up and I'm glad I stayed up because this is history. I need to watch this. I need to watch history. 111 game win streak is over. And the two losses happened. Check this out. Two losses happened. 863 days between losses. November 17, 2014, lost to Stanford, which was sixth at the time. In overtime, lost by two. 
Today they lost number seven Mississippi, Mississippi State by two in overtime. How about that? You know what? It's good for college basketball. I agree with Cal. It is good for college basketball. This is what we need. They never looked on the whole night. They played a lot of sloppy ball. They were lucky to be in it. They had a chance to win it. The great teams play like shit and still get the W. They did not. Mississippi State deserved the win today. Yeah. And it's funny. I had a, I took pictures today. USA women's hockey after having that whole thing. I'm going to talk about them. They won 2 nothing their first game in the World Championships in uh, Michigan over Canada. 2 nothing. You know, they deserved it. I had some great pictures I was going to put in. But you know what? I'm going with, I have got a great picture tonight of Morgan William. Her coach picked her up and gave her a hug. It was awesome. I got a great picture. I love it. I'm going to use that one for the the show tonight. It was awesome. All right. Um, wow. I'm just like, I can't believe. I I mean, it was awesome to watch history. Awesome. And I was waiting at halftime. I was, so, I was watching the collegeinsider.com championship game between St. Peter's and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which St. Peter's won 62-61. I kept thinking the game was being played at St. Peter's, but it was being played at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and they won. They called a foul with nine-tenths of a second left. I, I never thought they'd let him play. He got hacked. I was shocked they called it, but that's what I was... I mean, I was just watching anything tonight. I even watched U.S. Was it figure... It was It was a figure dancing or something. I don't know. There was a team... Uh, couple from Canada that was like watching you know what it was like it was like A-Rod playing with a bunch of little leaguers that's what it was like it was like watching men with little kids like you were like I, I saw a, some skaters went before a couple and then they went the champions This they won the 2010 gold medal they took two years off from competitive skating and they were just had an energy about them that no one else has it was it was it was it was awesome to watch it, it was amazing wow and then there's always a CB. I never, I always see him on the bench. 14 years he's been an assistant at UNC. CB McGrath. He is going to be the new head coach at UNC Wilmington. Four, 14 years working under Williams. And then he played under Williams. And at Kansas, 97 98, he was team captain, lettered all four seasons at point guard at Kansas with Williams. He had 20 of his family members, CB McGrath, that went to Kansas. 112 career games, 82 total points. And 113 assists and 35 steals in his career. He was Kansas High School Player of the Year in his senior year of high school. So that's how, I mean, he's a good player. But at Kansas, you know, top 10 in the state in high school in cross country and golf. And his wife, Chris, played tennis at Kansas. And she was Big 12 Player of the Year while she played tennis. I mean, that, there's some, those kids have some good genes. So he, congratulations, Mr. McGrath. And Joe McGrath, uh, Joe, Joe Berry, the second, you know, who's playing on two bad ankles in the tournament. Regular season, he was averaging over 14 a game, 39% on threes. He's shooting six for 26 on threes in the tournament, less than 33% of his shots. And Theo Pinson is the guy who can change everything in the defensive end. He's going to be covering Tyler Dorsey of Oregon, who's been unconscious this tournament. But he is their best. He's their best guy on the defensive end to stop the team, other team's best perimeter score. That's going to be a big matchup. Pinson versus Dorsey. I can't wait. Can't wait! I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a uh, job seminar tomorrow. I'll be home in time to watch UNC play tomorrow night. Very excited! Very, very, very excited. Now I don't know how Ryan's going to feel about this. The Knicks won tonight. They're twenty nine and forty seven now. They Heat were thirty seven, thirty eight. 
they were the tie for the most victories by a team that were at least 19 games under 500. At one point this season, they were 11 and 30. And they tied Mike Woodson in 2013-2014. The Knicks were 21 and 40, and they finished 37 and 45. Finished here 16 and 5, missed the playoffs by a game. And then Phil fires Woodson, and it started the whole... And that's, you know, it's funny. It's the name I didn't look up. That's, and I'm going to blank on his name. Nick head coaches. Nick. Yeah, Nick coaching history. And it was, and and I, I the one name I did not write down was Derek Fisher. And Derek Fisher took over and so the next now the Knicks have to go they have six games left they have to go three and three to match they have to win three of the last six to match 32 and 50 last year Anthony sat out D Rose sat out Anthony with a sore back Derek Rose with a sore left knee Hornacek said he wants it to work on the defense no shit and the top three players he has Carmelo D Rose and Unicorn aren't the best defensive players out there what do you think right no 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 and D. Rose says it shows that basketball is a team sport. He thinks the Knicks are more talented than the Heat, despite the records. I think you really got to go by the records. When 98-94 tonight, Porzingis had 22, seven rebounds. Aaron Gomez, 10 points, 12 rebounds. He's been playing pretty good. Lee had 23 steals. Ron Baker started 10 points, three rebounds, six assists. Justin Holiday, 12 off the bench. I love Goran uh, Dragic, 22 points to lead the Heat. So Heat... 37-39, Knicks 29-47. and 47. Psh, Unbelievable, man. Ryan, how do you feel about that, huh? You're like, guys, keep fucking losing so we can get a bad, you know, we we, we get the, we, we don't get the good draft pick. We, 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 don't, we don't want, we don't want this. We don't want this at all. We don't want to leave us alone. Leave us alone. All right, now, I did have some more Knicks news to talk about. Okay. They headed the fifth, third straight 50 loss season, all under Jackson's watch. Fourth straight year out of the playoffs. I talked about that. But Pippen ripped. Uh, Pippen's not enamored with Jackson. Scotty Pippen, he got in on the fray. He said, I give a lot of credit to Carmelo as being very professional. Now he's being benched to some degree. They're taking a lot of his minutes away, but this team just hasn't had it. They haven't had it since Phil landed here. They haven't been, there hasn't been any upside. Oof. They are now 88 and 167. What's that, a 340 and chain? 30, 34% of the wins. <laughs> and that was when they, and they went 10 and 5 in his first month of his regime. And he's on his third coach. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Wow. Just shitty. Shitty, shitty, shitty. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Now, listen to this. North Carolina is among the Final Four team, the only one that has fully comprised 14 players of American players. The three other schools, 49 are list, 49 of the listed suited athletes, 15, 31% were recruited from outside the U.S. I think, yeah, you know, that's the game's changing, man. I just thought it was kind of an interesting stat. So Carolina has an all-U.S. team. The other teams have a lot more foreign uh, international play. Yeah, the foreign sounds foreign sounds a very negative term. Uh, more of a international flavor to them, right? 
You like that? I like that. I like that a lot. That sound, It sounds nicer or cooler. It sounds more apropos. That's the word I'd use. Now, I had a very interesting article I read in the Times today about women's common basketball, college basketball. Jerry Longman, New York Times. In 72, you know, they passed Title X. Women were head coaches of more than 90% of the women's teams across two dozen sports. Now that number is down to 40%. And Tara Vander, Vanderveer, who, along with Pat Summits, they've won 1,000 career games, the only women to win 1,000 career games in D1. Anytime someone hires a male coach and says coaching is coaching, well, why aren't more women in men's basketball? Why aren't more women in men's basketball? Well, that's a good point. And Oriama early in his career felt, you know, felt, come, you know, felt uh, some distaste toward his success because he was a man. No longer. He goes, I would like to think I've done too much for the growth of the game for people to resent the fact that I'm a man. And female coaches agree. They said they're more, you know, uh, Don Staley says they're probably uh, more talk about dethroning him, which happened tonight. And actually, as the money and, you know, money came in and higher salaries in the college sports, men are now coaching women's teams. And Oriama in October signed a five-year extension that will pay him at least $13 million. Now, the same opportunity didn't run the other direction. Only about 3% of men's teams are coached by women. Meanwhile, 80% of college athletic directors are men. No shit. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, it, it's annoying. Okay, from conversations with female coaches, Stark found, you know, that the increasing demands of the job, the strain of work on working mom, mothers, this is what they found. Fear and discrimination among lesbian coaches, lack of mentors, lack of networking opportunities, perceived gender biases. Now, the number of female head coaches vary widely depending on the sport. They did a study in 86 universities, the highest level of D1. And the study was conduct, conducted by the University of Minnesota's Tucker Center for Research on Girls and Women in Sports. The sports were... Field hockey, lacrosse, golf, equestrian, and softball received an A grade from the Research Center in 2016-17 for the percentage of female head coaches of women teams in the American Athletic Conference, the ACC, the Big 12, Big East, Big 10, Pac-12, and SEC. Women's basketball received a B, 53 of the 86 head coaches being women in those leagues. But the the percentage of female coaches dipped to 61.6% from 64% in 2015-16. Of the eight head coaches hired in 2016-17, two were men who replaced women. Interesting, right? And the final four teams, Stanford and South Carolina were given a C for their hiring of women as head coaches, and UConn and Mississippi State were given a D by the Tucker Center. And Nicole M. Lavoy, the co-founder of the Tucker Center, said, My biggest concern is that young women are not often given the op- get an opportunity to have a female coaching role model. And that's what you need. You need role models. That's detrimental to development. When McGraw last had an opening for an assistant coach in Notre Dame, she said the proportion of male applicants compared with women was about 70 to 30. Male to women, 70 to 30. And McGraw said women may be more reluctant to switch from one college to another than men. And she thinks it's more not about the money in business, but more about the quality of life. The work-life balance, I think, is a bigger issue for women than it is for men. And it's also clear that some women have been dissuaded from pursuing coaching career. Now, Carol Larson, who's awesome on TV, great. She played for Summit at Tennessee from 1999-2003 and she was early into her WNBA and broadcasting careers in Sacramento when she asked to attend a practice of the Kings of the NBA. They declined, she said, saying she might distract the players and offering only to let her watch the workout through a one-way mirror. She said, I look back and I'm like, is my life totally different than it might have been? said, you know, she's an ESPN commentator. I wanted to be a coach. Interesting she said that. You know, doing this and she said, I would have wanted to be a coach. Now, the Women's Basketball Coaches Association 
been trying to change the narrative. 61 graduating female players have been invited to its convention this week in Dallas. They're participating in a workshop, so you want to be a coach. I like that. So you want to be a coach that is intended to raise their awareness and spur their interests. Now, Dawn Staley, the coach of South Carolina, going to play in the championship game, found an innovative way to uh, add another female coach at South Carolina. She hired Melanie Balcom, who had been the head coach at Vanderbilt for 14 years, to be in charge of analytics, a groundbreaking role for women's college basketball. I thought this was cool. Now, Balcom has two young children. You know, one of the features of the job was that she didn't have to travel or recruit during the season. But there was another important reason to choose South Carolina, she said. Balcom and her female partner, who are both white, adopted African-American children. You know, she said, we haven't been welcomed everywhere. And Dawn welcomed me and my family. It's been an unbelievable experience. Quality of life. That's what, you know, and she got accepted. And that's what it should be. You know what? Hey, she, you know, hey, everybody get married now. Need to shut the fuck up on that front. And you know what? She adopted white couple invited to invited uh, adopted african-american children more power to them you know what give you're giving kids a good quality of life and he's and she and balcom said homophobia is the white elephant in the room that doesn't get talked about of course it doesn't you heard what happened this past year with wiggins said that nba wmba was 98 percent lesbian and it was like you know what and if it is whatever it is whoever that makes nine out of ten of the players are lesbian and whatever but if it is you know is that a problem? You know what? If As long as everybody does their job, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you like Martians. I don't care if you like, well, animals a little much. But if you like, you know, green Martians, you know, as long as you can play, I'm okay with it. Whatever your, you know, whatever your preferences are in your life is your preferences. And this, the world has changed. We have to, I think the kids today are much more accepting than adults. I think kids don't give a shit about anything. I think the adults are the ones who've got the problems. These kids seen everything they've experienced that doesn't doesn't phase them and that's the attitude we all should take now anuka brown the ncaa's vice president for women's basketball championships said it was vital for both men and female coaches and administrators to give women more coaching opportunities she said we need to do something to stem the decline of women in the coaching profession amen i like that yeah And, and Vanderbilt brought up a good point. She said, part of the issue is there's not more physical education majors anymore, really. Women aren't getting trained in what they used to get trained in to be head coaches and teachers. And she said, also, male coaches are rehired faster, relating the story of a friend telling Johnny Dawkins would get a job quickly after getting fired as the men's coach at Stanford last year. Yep, he got signed by UCF, Central Florida, which went to the NIT semifinals. And she said, women aren't recycled in the way that men are. There's a lot more competition for women coaches. There are women out she goes, there are women out there that want to coach. And she said that athletic directors should play a role in boosting the number of female coaches. Now, in this, Oriama said, there's a reason why there's not as many opportunities for women. Not as many women want to coach. She said, women might prefer jobs where they don't have to sit at a gym with 400 other coaches and watch 17-year-old spoiled brats play, and I have to take five of them to come play for me? I, you know, I don't know. That I don't know. It's not like people are consciously depriving women of opportunities. I, I don't know about that. I think if someone loves coaching, they're going to sit in a gym with 400 other coaches and watch 70-year-old spoiled brats. They're not all spoiled brats. Hey, you know what? I thought Gino handled the loss at the end. He said, good job. We lost. The better team won. He went on. Boom, boom, boom. End of story. Good stuff. All right. That's enough on that front, right? I got a little carried away on that front. Okay, now. Big O said, if Russ breaks the record, I love this. If the fans want to see it, give it to them. 
got his 39th triple-double tonight. But Kawhi Leonard led the Spurs back from a 21-point second-half deficit, 28 points, 8 rebounds. They beat OKC in OKC 100-95. Westbrook had 32 points, 15 rebounds, 12 assists, fifth straight triple-double. Uh, Spurs improved the 58 and 17. If they, they're going for their seventh straight 60 win season, and uh, OKC fell to 43 and 32. How about that? 39th triple double. Is that crazy? Is that freaking crazy? That's nuts, right? That's nuts. All right, I have some Yankee notes, and Yankees lost today to the Yankees lost to the 8-5. They played the first game ever at. Sun Trust Park and Greg Bird hit the first home run eighth of this post of the spring training. It was eight five, and Chris Carter hit a home run. Now Gardner, who didn't make the trip, Carter's hit in two eleven, twelve or fifty seven in twenty three games. Carter coming into the game today, seven fifty five in twenty one games, one twenty seven batting average, twenty six strikeouts. That's a lot of freaking strikeouts. <laughs> but Greg Bird, eighth home run. How about that? It's pretty awesome, right? And the Mets, listen to this. This I love. Well, Familiar is going to be 15 games versus division foes this season, the Phils, Marlins, and Braves. But Rob Manfred, Amar Seven said, Major League Baseball's greatest responsibility is to ensure that today's youth become active participants in our games as players and fans. Now, the Mets have two Sunday home games in April, both 8.05 starts. And for the second straight season, the Mets will play no 1 p.m. Saturday home games. How is that possible? And they said apparently the kids, Manfred, referenced all live in small TV markets. How do you not play any Saturday day games? Why do you play a, and two Sunday night 8.05 games? What can, you know, I'll tell you, this game started, for, listen, it's Friday night, thank God. And they're playing the Sunday final for the women at 6 p.m., which is a normal time. But Monday night, Carolina makes the final. That game doesn't start like 9.15. I'm going to go to bed at freaking midnight. I'm dead. I am fried. But you know what? I'll suck it up and watch, right? All right. Now, Paul Schwartz talked to Little John. I know. I've got a lot. I need to go to bed. He was, he was, Friday he was in Lubbock, Texas, watching Patrick Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes II of Texas Tech, believed to be the first pro day McAdoo has attended as the Giants head coach. Paul Schwartz, thank you so much from the New York Post. And it's believed that he also had a private meeting with the quarterback, the son of former Major League Baseball pitcher Pat Mahomes, who went 8-0 for the Mets in 99. And he's the godson of former big league pitcher Latroy Hawkins. McAdoo checked out Mahomes in early March at the NFL scouting combine in Indy, and they had a private meeting with him there. Now, the Giants are the 23rd pick. They also have a pick on the 55th pick in the second round, most likely too late to get Mahomes. He's 6'2", 225. Huge numbers in Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense at Texas Tech. This, year, this past year as a junior, he threw for 5,052 yards, 41 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and ran for 12 touchdowns. Also put up an NFL NCAA record, 819 yards of total offense against Oklahoma. Now, the spread offense he ran in college does not usually translate to NFL. He's going to need time to acclimate to the next level. But you know what? When you're playing against Eli Manning, you have a lot of time to acclimate. I am not worried at all on that front. Hey, he's got a cannon of an arm. Cannon of a freaking arm. Do it. Do it. If you haven't seen the movie uh, Starsky and Hutch, do it. That's what he says. Oh, do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Dolphins waived third pick in the 2013 draft. Thir- thir- 2013 draft. 
Last play in 2014, three career sack. Defensive end Deion Jordan failed his physical. He missed time, too, for failed drug tests. He's going to qualify. And I remember him in college. He was he's a beast. He looked like a you know, guy was built from, like, cut from, cut from clay. Done. Done, done, done. All right, now it's been more than two decades of wildcard play that the National League hasn't sent the same group of teams to the playoffs two years in a row, which started back in 94. Now, last year you had San Francisco, the Mets, Dodgers, Nats, and Cubs. And ESPN was picking, the New York Times picked the same teams again to make the National League playoffs. Mets do it. It was a trivia, old trivia question of mine. The Mets have never made the playoffs three years in a row. Could this be the year? I'd like to see. I, I have to pick my season. Got to pick my Records for the season. That's an, that's that is the next on the agenda. All right, I got to do that because hey, Yankees play Sunday, Mets play Monday. All right. And how about uh, Tiger Woods not playing in the Masters? Are we shocked? No, we're not shocked at all. Come on, are we shocked at all? No. Not even close. That back, you know, he may never play again. I mean, come on, he may never play again. Let's be honest. And Phil Mickelson <laughs> paid $1.9 million gambling debt to Vegas better in 2012. You know, it's nice when you have $1.9 million to pay off a gambling debt. I was just like, wow, $1.9 million. Holy shit. And Gary Bettman eyes a long-term relationship with China and the league will use the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing as a starting point. Well, maybe you should play in the 2018 games in South Korea, you dipshit. And stop with this, you know. But if you're trying to make something in 2022, don't you want to keep the continuity going through 2018? That's just me. Call me crazy. U.S. women won tonight. Now they have the new the new deal with USA Hockey. Before they were getting $1,000 a month in the six months leading up to the Olympics. Now they're going to get 2000 a month year-round and more generous performance bonuses. All right. Now also they want the game promoted by USA Hockey among women and girls because they spend 3 point. $5 million a year on the National Team Development Program, which grooms elite teenage boys to play in college pro and Olympic hockey. Give it, you know, spread the wealth. There's women that want to play too. University of North Dakota dropped the women's hockey program, which eight of the team, team, team members from the 2014 Winter, Winter Olympics went to the school, and the Lamoureux sisters both played there. Big loss of women's hockey. U.S. and Canada have met in the final of all 18 world championships since the first tournament in 1990. U.S. have won six of the last seven. Canada's won 10 overall. Gold medals, Canada four, U.S. one. The goals tonight were scored by Brianna Decker and Gigi Marvin. And Nicole Hensley had 18 shots, uh, turned away 18 shots in the shutout. All right, now, it is way too late for me to be up. I need to go to bed. All right, I, I still can't believe it. Yeah, it was like watching Buster. It was it was it was it was magical tonight. Magical. All right, trivia question from last night: Who gained the most yards rushing at away games in an NFL NFL season? Most yards gained rushing at away games in an NFL season. Eric Dickerson, the year he had at a thousand eighty-seven at eighty-four. That was the year he had twenty-one oh five. They went ten and six and lost to the Giants. In the wild card, 16-13. He had 100 yards, 170 yards in, in the playoff game, too. So, 22-12 for the season. That is one hell of a season. But he had 1,087 in eight games on the road. Okay. How about this? Most yards 
gained in one in a, in a single half of an NFL game? That's a nice trivia question. Most yards gained rushing in one half of an NFL game. All right. Now, tonight we have South Carolina, the men's team, going for it against Gonzaga. First game, then UNC. Please, UNC. Joel Berry. Joel Berry, the second. Ankles have to hold up playing Oregon in the second game. I'm going Oregon. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd be struck. <laughs> Tar Heels. South Carolina, it's going to be a border war on Monday night. And I'll tell you, Morgan William, you are a phenomenal. I mean, she lost her dad three years ago. She, I read an article about her. She's been playing. Dad was the one who got her to play at the next level, to play college ball. Always pushed her. Died of a heart attack. What a game. Mississippi State, unbelievable. Mississippi State, South Carolina in the final. She said, I live for moments like this. Wow. All right, folks. Have a good night. Peace out. I'll talk to you. Oh, wait. Dak, you know, I wanted to read. Dak Prescott said something. When she pulled up, I knew it was going, and that's what Dak Prescott said. Yeah? Okay. All right. If you say so. And it was going in. Okay. And she said that, um, she goes, that I play for these moments. I think that's what she said. Did she say that? I play for these moments. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still giddy over that. That was, that was amazing. That was freaking amazing. Unbelievable. It's the internet, yeah. Internet breaks. All right. Good night. Have a good night.